You're listening to episode 243 of the Fitzpro podcast. And today's episode is one that I think is really fun. It could probably be a YouTube video, but we're going to give it a go in a podcast form. And that is specific to accessory movements. Can you enhance your main lifts with strategic supplementary exercises? This is my bread and butter. This is what I love to do. So I'm going to give you a few different approaches and things you can think about, three different things that you can think about when selecting accessory exercises specifically to support your main lifts of, you know, squat, deadlift, overhead press, bench, variations of these. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average Fitzbo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a Fitzpro. All right, this episode could get long, so I'm going to try to keep it as concise as I can. Um, First, I do want to thank Legion Athletics. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. They are backed by science. It's not just a claim. You can literally look at the peer-reviewed scientific literature that gave them the ingredients as well as the dosages that they use per product on their website which you already know that I love. Um, My staples with them are their creatine, which is their recharge, their whey protein, cocoa cereal is my favorite to this day, as well as their non-stim pre-workout. And then now that I am postpartum, I am taking their vitamins regularly again as well. So if you are looking to add vitamins, supplements, magnesium, protein, creatine, any of these things to your diet, please do check out Legion. You can use code Annie at checkout. If you go to buylegion.com, use code Annie, get 20% off your first order, or you can use code Annie to get double Legion reward points. And that just supports me, supports the podcast. Go team. I probably get a question about accessory work or what accessory work is on a weekly basis, maybe every two weeks in my Instagram box or on YouTube. Generally speaking, accessory work in traditional strength training is anything that comes after your main lift. Now the main lift is large compound movements, normally squat, deadlift, overhead press, bench press, variations of these exercises. So today we are discussing choosing accessory work to support the main lift specifically. You need to keep that in mind for the context of today's episode. I want to go over four areas. I think I said three in the intro, four areas regarding the main lift that can influence the accessory work that you choose as a coach or a trainee. And those are muscles worked, the movement pattern itself, weak links, and then sets and reps. So you won't just pull accessory exercises out of a hat or say quad extensions to support back squat because the quads are the main muscles worked in a back squat. That is not the type of logic that we are looking for today. Ideally, you consider all four of these areas, muscles worked, movement pattern, weak links, and the sets and reps that you're choosing to support your main lift. 
So let's dive into that first one, which is muscles worked. One focus or consideration needs to be the prime mover of the main lift. So we will go over stabilizer muscles a little bit later. This consideration, the muscles work, the prime mover, this consideration is probably made with the consideration of the movement pattern as well, but not necessarily. So yes, we get stronger by practicing patterns, but also muscle mass is the potential for strength. So we can't negate or ignore hypertrophy that we can get from possibly more isolated movements. So it's not likely going to hurt your squat if you strengthen your quads via quad extensions or your shoulder press if you build your shoulders through lateral raises. The only reason I'm apprehensive to take that approach with exercise selection here is because this episode is specifically about enhancing your main lift. So that is the focus, that is the lens we are choosing exercises through. And I do think that comes best with the combination of working the same muscle groups as the main lift, those prime movers, but with accessory exercises that also mimic the pattern or pieces of the pattern in the main lift. I want you to consider the muscle worked in the main lift, so i.e. the hamstrings and the glutes in the deadlift, and then Think about the translation of that exercise to the main pattern when choosing your accessory exercises. Which makes more sense? A hip thrust or a cable abduction, standing cable abduction? They both work the glutes, right? Yes, but one is much more closely correlated with, it has more specificity to the deadlift and strength in the deadlift, and that would be the hip thrust over a standing lateral leg raise or cable abduction of the hip. And that leads us into patterns practiced. So number one is the the muscles worked. So what are the prime movers of the muscle? That's what you first, or prime movers of the main lift. That's the first thing you need to identify. That's kind of the base of what exercises have those muscles as the prime mover. Then we wanna look at, okay, Of those exercises, which patterns have more specificity to the main lift? So this still falls under your exercise selection. I've talked before about viewing the squat and the hinge and other movements as patterns versus a specific exercise, i.e. a squat pattern has triple flexion of the hip, the knee, and the ankle, and it moves in a vertical path straight up and down. A split squat or a step up can do the same thing. Those are underneath the squatting pattern family. So in peer programming, I actually break movements down like the hierarchy of the animal kingdom in terms of movements. And so I hope you can see that with the kind of squatting pattern. And then we have bilateral and then we have unilateral and we have split squats and step ups. And those have the same aspects of a bilateral squat performed unilaterally. Hopefully that is making sense. The visuals in peer programming make it make a lot more sense. So these would be movements you'd choose to strengthen the pattern of a squat, but maybe, maybe in a deeper range than what is achieved in the bilateral main lift. That's something to consider as well. It doesn't have to be. I'm simply giving ideas here. I will mention a few others later that paint uh, a picture of this kind of idea as well. So 
consider the pattern and movements that help either segments of the main lift pattern or mimic the pattern overall. And we can work it in a deeper range or we can work it with a different load, slightly different tension, etc. Next up is weaknesses strengthened. So we want to be sure that our accessory work to support the main lift is working areas that are commonly weak or specifically weak for that athlete. Where the prime movers focused on the large muscle groups responsible for propelling the body through the movement, we often see weaknesses manifest in these main lifts through the stabilizing muscles in the movement pattern. So think about the glute med in squats or even the core muscles in squats. So when our glute med is, I don't wanna say not firing, because it's probably firing, but it's weak, or it's weak in the specific pattern of a squat, we, we often see knee valgus, so the knee caving to the inside. Um, if we have weak core muscles, we may see the butt wink happen. So these are just some common weaknesses in stabilizer muscles within these movement patterns versus the first thing we went over, which is really strengthening those prime movers. We also want to be sure that our accessory work is supporting the main lift through working on our stabilizer muscles. Again, in movements that mimic the actual movement pattern. Generally, the rotator cuff in any overhead movement may be weak or something that it's not going to not benefit you to work on your rotator cuff strength and mobility. You can add in accessory work that helps mobilize and strengthen joints used in the main lift. T's, I's, and Y's for your shoulders, working internal rotation and any scapular segmentation from larger movements like the row or the lat pull down can be helpful for your shoulders. In terms of the hips, doing an RDL with internal rotation or isolating different areas of the hips to help strengthen the glutes and stabilize the hips can be helpful for larger lifts like the deadlift. Um, even working like your upper back for the deadlift can be very, very helpful. Working your core for the deadlift can be very helpful. So don't just think glutes and hamstrings when you think about supporting the main lift of the deadlift. The last section we're going to go over is sets and reps. So the first three that we went over were exercise selection based, which makes sense because the podcast is about selecting accessory exercises to strengthen your main lifts. But we also want to be sure that the sets and reps that we are choosing are also supporting that main lift. And that's going to depend on the goal of the main lift within the program that you're writing or the program that you're following. For instance, if you're pushing strength with your main lifts, then push strength or muscle growth in your accessory work, i.e. heavy, low rep, we're talking six to eight reps, for a deep range Bulgarian split squat to help with the back squat. Another example could be weighted push-ups or deficit push-ups or heavy dips to support the bench press. These movements are chosen due to working the same muscle groups as the bench, but in maybe a deeper range of motion. The exercise variation is chosen because it will likely be lower rep and higher effort, mimicking strength 
of the main lift. So we're gaining strength across a deeper range and a pattern that supports that main lift. Are we making sense? I hope that this is making sense. Rewind it, listen to it again if you need to hear that again. If you are on the other end of the spectrum, maybe pushing capacity with those main lifts or a different goal, it's not that your sets and reps for the main lift and the accessory have to be the same, but they can certainly push the same stimulus. And some accessory exercises favor or make the most sense with different stimuli, with different sets and reps. I don't want you to stick uh, program design into a box or black and white thinking uh, in thinking that if your main lift is strength focused, your accessory work has to be strength focused too. Plenty of great program design can actually have strength work in the main lift and higher rep, more hypertrophy based, more isolated work in, in the accessory. But again, today's episode is discussing the best exercise selection to support your main lifts. So a lot of the gains made in your main lifts will come from solid exercise selection in your accessory work, as I hope that you can see in the examples that I gave in today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give the show five star, leave a written review, do all the things. And if you are not on my main mailing list, be sure that you get there. Go to anniemiller.co slash news. The link is always in the show notes. Um, I'm giving more specific help in terms of fitness and business than I have in the past. We'll see how it goes if you're interested in that. Again, go to the show notes. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Fitz Pro Podcast. Mm-hmm.